Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. There's something that's vital for us to understand, right? There's a lot of heady theology, a lot of different terms, and and I know it's easy to get confused, so I want to say this in the simplest terms that I've been able to to curate over the past few years as I've been delving into some of these, these heady and dense theological issues, all right? Perhaps you've heard the term two kingdom theology. I'm going to explain that here in just a moment. Uh, perhaps you've heard the term Kuyperianism, right? Perhaps you've, you've heard the term sphere sovereignty, okay? Or, or perhaps you, you've uh, heard the term post-millennialism, or these kinds of things. This is the simplest way that I could boil it all down. Three spheres, two kingdoms, one king. Three spheres, two kingdoms, one king. What I mean by that is this. The Bible teaches that there are three divinely instituted spheres. There's a lot of different organizations, but not a lot of different divinely instituted organizations. In my neighborhood, we have an HOA. It is an organization with some measure of authority. I'm not a fan of it. I wish it didn't exist. But we have, nonetheless, an HOA. Tyranny? Yes. But it exists nonetheless. It is a bona fide, legitimate organization in its own right, but not a divinely instituted one. Not a divinely instituted one. There are only three sovereign spheres that are divinely instituted by God himself. That is the family, the state, and the church. The family, the state, and the church. So when I say three spheres and speak of sphere sovereignty, what I'm saying is that these are three divinely instituted organizations with real God-given authority and that these are not institutions in a hierarchy above and below one another. Christians assume, perhaps it's subconscious and you have never even pieced this together, but, but just we assume that we have the state, the church, and the family. That is not biblical. The church does not reign in a superior authority over the family. It does not. And the state does not reign with superior authority over the church. These are three sovereign spheres, meaning they are autonomous. They are separate. They are distinct. They are parallel. There are, think of it less of a hierarchy, one than beneath that, another than beneath that, another. Think rather of a Venn diagram, that you have three side-by-side circles. And is there overlap at times? Yes, because the state has certain duties and responsibilities. It is instituted by God, the civil magistrate, and it has been given authority by God to do a certain task. And that is to punish evildoers, both domestic and foreign, and to reward those who do righteous. That's it. Well, the state also does other things. Yeah, it sure does, but it's not supposed to. That's it. The state is supposed to reward the righteous and punish those who do evil. And start public schools. Nope. Reward the righteous 
and punish those who do evil, but also welfare for those who are poor and single mother. Nope. Reward the righteous and punish those who do evil. What we have done is we have the sphere of the family. And because fathers, as heads of families, have abdicated their God-given roles and responsibilities, the state has been all too happy to pick up the slack. So because we, as a generation, as a culture, do not care for our aging parents, the state comes in with Social Security. Because we don't take care of widows and orphans, the state comes in with welfare. Because we don't train up our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, the state comes in with public education. And why are our taxes so high? Because we're paying for the state to do the job of fathers. Because fathers decided that they would rather the state do it. Because training up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord and taking care of your parents and moving them into your home as they're aging and and caring for widows and orphans or making sure that there aren't widows and orphans because men don't actually leave their wives and they actually keep their marriage vows and raise their own kids, all that is a lot of work. And we complain about taxes, but the reality is we're in the situation we're in because men would rather pay 30% of their wages in taxes than do the hard work of being men. So that's where we are. Now, women are guilty, too. A little thing called feminism. And you have first wave, second wave, third wave, and I dislike them all. It's like, well, it didn't really get bad until third. No, 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 no. There were, there were problems in first wave feminism. Serious problems. Dividing the household vote at the civil level in our nation. Turning women against husbands. Prohibition was a bad idea. There were some deadbeat guys getting drunk. That's sure. But, but it was a bad idea. It was a wielded leverage and power of women in the name of Christ wielded against their husbands. And then we also had the dividing of the household vote. What what do we call that? Women's suffrage. Very few things have caused more suffering for women than women's suffrage, ironically. Did you know we would not have a Democrat president, not one, for the last 50 years if only men could vote? That's public knowledge. You can look at all the statistics. Democrats get in office because women. Because women are more vulnerable. Oh, it's the party of kindness and tolerance. No, it's the party of tyrants with a smooth tone. Well, I'd rather have a tyrant who talks nicely than than someone with good policies, but a, a nasty, icky Twitter account. Okay? And now, just two years later, We've got communist red lights on the Liberty Building and him saying that half of the country are domestic terrorists and the biggest... How'd that work out, women? Now, I know you women didn't do that. I I know you didn't vote for them because you women are, are married to godly men. You have Christian husbands. You also are a Christian. You love the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you're not so easily fooled. But many women sadly are. So my point is just to say, feminism was also a big cause. But all of this, men abdicating responsibility, that's the number one. That's the chief cause because men are chiefly responsible, right? Somebody on the ship could could cause problems, but, but the captain of the ship, even if he didn't directly cause the problem, he's still the guy who's responsible for the failure on the ship. That's the way authority works. So men are chiefly authority are chiefly in authority and they're therefore chiefly responsible, but women also. That's the reason why I brought in the feminism and household votes and women's suffrage, all that kind of stuff. I'm painting the picture of the problem with the family in America, primarily, and how that gave rise to the Leviathan of the state that we now have. Now, just for the record, 
any of these three sovereign institutions can become a Leviathan. It can become bloated. When the state becomes bloated and it begins to encroach on the the God-given assigned duties and responsibility of these other spheres, when the state starts to take over the family and the church, that is civil tyranny. That's what we have in America. But there are actually times, if you look in certain cultures throughout history, there are times where it was the family that actually was encroaching on the authority of the state and the authority of the church. What do you call a bloated family when the family is actually being tyrannical? And it's not the state that has judicial power, but the family is actually taking those things into its own hands. It's called a mafia. It's called a mafia. Think of gangs of New York. And that has happened in our nation. Not nationwide, but there have been isolated cultures and cities within our nation where the family has actually had the real power. On paper, maybe the state had, but, but everyone knew these families' names and not to cross them. And they're the ones who ultimately decided what was going to go down in the streets. That's a mafia. And then when the church, when the church arises as the highest power and encroaches and takes away the God-given authority given to the state and to the family. The church is now the tyrant. What's that called? That's called Roman Catholicism. So all three of these things can happen. We just currently live, and we need to have a 30,000-foot view, right? Because a lot of the bad decisions that we make, it's because we're thinking in our place and our time only. But if we look, if we pan out, we need to realize the family has been a tyrant, in certain places, in certain times. Um, the, the church has been a tyrant in certain places and in certain times. But right now, we currently live in a place in time where the state is the primary tyrant. But God has instituted three sovereign spheres, not in a hierarchy over each other, but parallel with some overlap at times where both have a, a, a duty that intersects. Three spheres. Big news. Really big news. Our next Right Response Conference is in the works. We've got a number of things already lined up and organized. This is what we've got so far. The whole conference, three days long, on postmillennialism and theonomy. And the speakers, Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Gary DeMar, and of course, yours truly, Pastor Joel Webbin. We've got a great lineup. We've got great topics. If you want to find out dates and location, and registration, and anything else, go and visit our website, rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.